melodies from hell rain down on me rain down on me pick it up rain <laughs> oh you ain't gonna take the soprano part rain it start off with the oh, tenor yeah, part right, though right. rain i can come in with the soprano rain come on soprano rain down on me we need a third person <laughs> we should have did this when we had a guest right keep coming over why we couldn't just do this with you? <laughs> i forgot <laughs> i didn't know i was gonna start it off with melodies from heaven we got it you, that just came to you just now? Yeah, because we watched. Rain. Like, it's kind of hard to do this. Rain down on me. You know, we can do this. After you do the rain down on me, jump back into the rain. Rain. And then I can do the. Follow me. Rain. Wait, I'm fucking up. Rain. Listen. Rain. Listen. When you do the surprise what you saying what you want to do i can do the rain while you're doing the rain down over, and then you jump right back into the rain and then i go to oh my god i can't do that my mental capacity is not i'll jump back into the rain and you jump back into the all right you want to try it wait you doing rain first yeah i'll do the rain then you do the rain down on me and then you gotta jump right back into what are you the doing rain. in the little, 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 i gotta jump back in the rain yeah okay rain 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 down do you need some sheet music <laughs> I'm, not gonna, I'm not a music kid i can't read that i just go all vibes honey vibes <laughs> <laughs> okay eric <laughs> And Symphony Band and can't read the liquor music. <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh. Hey y'all, welcome to What They Heard. What's up? I'm Day. I'm Shell. And we are on episode eight. Eight. We're on episode eight. Two whole months. Oh, I feel like my accent is getting better. Episode eight. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, Aussie. That's what it sound like, Australian. Yeah, it sounds very, okay. very Australian. <laughs> Australian. <laughs> From the down under. Down under. Yeah. Down under, mate. <laughs> Wait, the mate kind of fucked up. I forget what word they use. Crikey, you bit my arm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see, girl. <laughs> 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 what the fuck? <laughs> okay. Uh, first off, we want to start off by uh, shouting out a black business. Take it away, Shell. Oh, yes. Masteredthebrand.com. <laughs> Visit it friend of mine she makes really good quality uh shirts and hoodies i got two black as fuck hoodies yeah and well they don't say ass fuck say black af AF. really dope really high quality uh really decent prices because y'all know people be charging out the wazoo they be trying to charge for arnos yeah they be arnos and they be real crappy but no this is a really good product so so it's called mastered mastered the brand m-a-s-t-e-r you know mastered yeah the brand.com yes she has really cute stuff i got a crew neck sweatshirt and it says black af and rainbow letters so it feels really black and really gay so that's great <laughs> yes master the brand check it out all right well we're gonna get into music news 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 news, 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 news. 
Uh, first up, we have Miss Chili of TLC. Yeah. She turned 50 yesterday. She did. Chili does not look 50, first she of all. Can we start 50. there? Black don't crack. And then it's like, is she 50? How old does that make me? <laughs> Almost 30, yo, bitty. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, um, Chili turned 50, which is exciting uh, because, I mean, TLC are, they're legends and, you know. They're legends. And that is the bridge queen. She has all the yeah, good bridges. Yeah, she did have all the bridges. <laughs> she got all the good bridges. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever can think of one. Chili, like, we'll, I ain't gonna ask you what's your favorite because that's reviewing a lot of TLC songs. But I know it's my favorite TLC song, actually. I don't know if I have a favorite TLC song because I, I love all of them. But one bridge that always just comes to mind, like the Red Light Special one comes to mind. Give me the Red Light <laughs> and then, uh all through the night. Take it away. Maybe it's more <laughs> I'm yours. <laughs> that is how low T-Bus was low. Is it I'm yours or all yours? Shit, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me the worst and nothing for real. <laughs> I don't know. I always thought it was uh all yours, but it definitely could be all real. yours. You know, that sounds like it makes sense. Cause you know I'll be fucking some shit up. You do. But uh yeah. You know what's my favorite TLC song? No. What is whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that i still love that song that's a really good one <laughs> that's a good album <laughs> but like i was saying the red light special one if you want me let me know it i'll make time but you got to show it if you need me, I want to see. But don't mistake it. I don't want you down on your knees. I need someone. A real man. Meanwhile, T Boss is in the back. A real man. <laughs> I need someone so who understands. I'm a one. I'm a one. Hey. A real one. A real one. I know just what I want. I know just what I am. I'm young. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and digging on you to me digging on you is a really good bridge too. digging on you digging on me digging mm-hmm. on you baby mm-hmm. say we it's all i got it's, it's all, all i got. got i gotta look i'm about to like these songs so i can listen to it in the car oh why do i feel the way i do digging digging on you when all that i can think about is you why hey, was baby. it in the line that made me fall <laughs> for you? Do you know why I'm digging, 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 digging on you? <laughs> yes. Yes, dog. That was good. Bridge queen. She was the bridge queen. So, anyway. You know what's my jam off of Crazy Sexy Cool? All of them? Case of the fake people. <laughs> that used to be my shit. That is a jam. <laughs> They was not playing. They, they was, was not playing. They were super serious. I feel like that may have like low key been a dig on Pebbles. <laughs> Hell yeah, she <laughs> fucked him over. Fuck Pebbles. It's always fuck Pebbles for me. <laughs> always, <laughs> forever. <laughs> she ain't do nobody no motherfucking favors. Always and uh, 
forever. Oh, bitch ass. You did you ever listen to uh, Let's Take Our Time on Crazy Sexy Cool? Yeah, that used to be my shit too. Man, I was a kid. Definitely shouldn't have probably been listening to it. Mm, nasty. <laughs> that was my chance. <laughs> Let's take our time, babe. That was a good one. Yeah. All right. Well, happy belated birthday, Chili. We love you. We love TLC. Um. I'll next up, we up. have. <laughs> what did you say? I said R.P. Left Eye. Oh, R.P. Left Eye. <clears throat> yes, R.P. Left Eye. <laughs> <clears throat> a very trill motherfucker <laughs> for real um badu's birthday also was on friday she turned 50 as well <clears throat> they the same like mm, yeah i guess yeah that would make sense yeah so <laughs> i love badu crazy ass problematic ass fave yeah badu that's a favorite around here i don't know i got a few favorite songs with her every time i think about erica badu <clears throat> the first thing that comes to mind is the bass line from other side of the game what you gonna do when it comes for you? Working on his butter pays a bill. Working on his butter pays a bill. Not other side of the game. That has to be. The one where she be walking through the desert. Walking through the desert? Yeah. Maybe. Wait, hold on. Didn't you know? My bad. Oh, yeah. Didn't you know? Yeah. Didn't you know? Didn't you know? Yeah. Try to run, but I lost my way. Didn't you know? Didn't you know? Yeah, that's a good one. My favorite part right there. Take the ride of life with me. Free your mind and find your way. There will be. A, a brighter, brighter day. <laughs> That's what I want my first tattoo to be. Free your mind and find your way. I don't know if I'm gonna make it through that whole part. Like, a brighter, maybe you should just get the free your mind, find your way. Yeah, and then maybe somewhere else, but there will be a brighter day. That's a lot of words. I know, but I really like that part. It like hit me. Maybe you could find some visual, Spiritual. some visual, visual representation of that. I'm not a fan of word tattoos, but I mean, no. I, I understand why people get them. Mm-hmm. But that's a lot of words. I know. But I feel like words are easy to start with, other than a picture. Because the picture, they got to do a whole bunch of shading and stuff. <laughs> I guess, but no. the shading, I feel like is to me is not the problem. It's the eeny. it's the outline. <laughs> <laughs> but it also depends yeah, on where true. you get it. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not gonna ask you for your favorite Erica Badu song because I don't. <laughs> I don't really know mine. What? It's like, no, I do know mine, though. What? I, 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 I want you, you, you. That song is long as hell. And every time I play it in the car, people be like, what the fuck are you playing? And why is it taking her so long to To get to the point, right. But yeah, that's my favorite song. Because, well, I didn't really, like, ever really listened to that song for real until the mm. first time i saw erica badu in concert and you know she got all her shit out like <laughs> like all, all everything crap. that she uses mm-hmm. out and she just like i forgot what she mixed it with but she was coming out of one song and she was going into that one and she was doing the, i 
Uh, but she was whoa, doing it for a long two. time and while she was doing that part she was like mixing other songs in there and then she finally started the song and i was like oh this that one song that's dope and she was like that's the one thing about going to see badu like she can always put on a show because she mixes her she actually mixes her music yeah makes so it you know it makes she does like different arrangements of it and stuff like that so it's really cool and that's what kind of made me love the song so every time i heard the song i'd be like yeah this my shit after that <laughs> so yeah. that's another reason why i really love concerts though because like it yeah. brings a different element to a song maybe that right. you never felt just listening to the track right and so when you listen to it again you like damn <laughs> i remember when she performed it this is my shit you know yeah man yeah erica badu is definitely an artist and if you've been on her instagram or anything like that you, you can, can tell. definitely <laughs> tell <laughs> but yeah i love her musicality like to me she's like even though she doesn't really like play instruments but she's like like a female d'angelo to me kind of yeah in terms of like style and soul and stuff i mean they both came up in that same time that soul query in time yeah that's so queer wasn't that part of like the soul query i think they both were part of it plus yes. love was in there too yeah, yeah i believe they both were yep so yeah shout out to erica badu 50 years old this shit is crazy <laughs> crazy all right, next up, we got, this is a total switch. Well, we was just talking about church, so it's fine. We got the Kurt Franklin Tiny Does, which is why Melody's from heaven. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually really good. It like, is good. I love Kurt Franklin because he has so much energy. Yeah, he has so much energy, and he writes really good songs. Like, he does. He probably could, like, be compared to, like, a... a like a gospel neo because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> neo write everybody's songs right, like everybody's songs now i don't know if he like writes really songs for other gospel artists but like he just writes really like the type of songs that he writes mm-hmm. is is really good like yeah. um he's talked about that too like he likes making like those inspirational anthems like making people feel good and he definitely has a niche yeah. on that yeah because they're not like super like the blood of jesus have come <laughs> down to no they're not like that at all but they're very like oh like yes they just like feel good songs like that's why we still love stomp to this day yes <laughs> that's why stomp. people always talk about revolution <laughs> yes look at the revolution <laughs> um what's that one song he got uh uh-huh. I love that song he's got Give Me with Molly Music, but there's another song. Give me that joy. Give me that joy. That joy I can't explain. But there's a song that really made me put him in like the neo mindset because it's literally like a snare drum and he's just like doing a rim shot on it and it's just the piano. Imagine me. Imagine me. They used my shit. That is my shit. Totally. But how he phrases his songs in like terms of writing it reminds me of like how neo does like yeah. it's very like structured and they and they hits because they're so like structured mm-hmm. but he can give you a good like gospel joint like rain down on me yeah that's why I, that's why yeah, he's still here like, to this day <laughs> yeah they did a lot of those songs too i thought he was gonna do like newer stuff but he did one new song he did love theory first and then he um he went back like he went back to silver and gold and those songs had like parts like you had your soprano part you had your alto part like we was trying to sing (laughs) and you had your tenor part like those songs had parts and that what that's what kind of brought that church side of them yep you know through the through that through his mainstream gospel music is like okay we got it we got the choir and we Mm -hmm. got the he always has a choir yep 
and then we got each section. But so it had to do part. with the sections, cause you know, in the R, not R and B, nineties R and B, they love to throw a good choir in there, especially <laughs> like Mariah Carey. She yeah. throw a good choir in there, but it's just you know, the one block of song is not like different parts, but that layering. Yeah. He does that layering. Yeah, that was always fun to me. Uh, growing up in a Baptist church, like that was fun that was the fun part singing in the choir and yeah. like having the different parts and trying mm-hmm. to make it sound good like <laughs> right having you know. them put to fit together <laughs> or like especially like on uh melodies from heaven where each section is singing a different part you just like this right. is my yeah. and then you like damn you looking around like dang okay <laughs> they fucking this shit up so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that was that was always a fun part so yeah he played melodies from heaven silver and gold he did i smile that's a newer one. Even though oh, I hurt me, I smile. Yeah, <laughs> and he's just like on the piano, just like smiling and like talking to everybody. And then he like, you know, he can't sit down, so he stood up a few times, mm-hmm. face all up in the camera. Yep, joking. <laughs> joking. I, I know you sitting there with your drawers on. <laughs> I'm like Kurt, chill. Like, okay, brother. <laughs> but you. that was cool. Yeah, I, I and I enjoyed it. it. <laughs> I right. put that on a shirt. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Got to call up Shelby. Like, yo, can you make us some shirts that say I? Enjoy I enjoyed it. it. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Next up, I got Miss Gladys Knight. Uh, she is going to be singing the national anthem at the All Star Game, and I think Alyssa Cara is singing the Canadian national anthem. Oh yeah, she is Canadian. Canadian. Hmm. When, when it, do you know when it is? Did they say when it was? It is on March seventh. Oh, that's next weekend. Oh, where's it gonna be? A. I, mm. Oh, and, no, I don't know. It doesn't say. Wait, does it say it on this article? I don't know. I don't see it. Oh, uh, they probably might not have like a set location because I don't want people showing up and cutting up in that city. Yeah, I don't see it. Oh, okay. Well, that should be dope. I love me some Gladys. Just I Gladys. love me some Gladys. We just listened to Gladys earlier. Who's cleaning? Who was the first song that played? I can't remember it now. Oh man. Um. Why can't I think of it with Gladys and the Pips? I can't. No, think I of don't it. think it was a Pips one. I think it was when she kind of went solo. No, it was still her and the Pips. Really? Yes. Was it the Pips or was it just that one Pip? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Oh, it's gonna be in Atlanta. That makes sense, though. I'm not like, yeah, surprised by that at all. Yeah, cause you know Atlanta got the cure. <laughs> they do got the cure down there. Atlanta got the cure, so you know that makes sense. Well, you know, uh-huh. um, you know, uh, you remember when Gladys Knight was on a uh, Mass Singer and everybody's like, "That's Gladys yeah, Knight." Even we know who that is, <laughs> motherfuckers. Don't try to play. <laughs> Even Robin Thicke was like, "I know who it is, but I ain't gonna say nothing." He was like, "I know who it is, and you're a legend. Thank you, Queen. Thank you." <laughs> That's all he kept saying after every performance yeah. that she was doing. Like, "I know who it is, Queen, but I ain't gonna say nothing. <laughs> you're a legend. I respect you. I love you." Yes, yes. yes. You know? But it was, but it's cool. I feel like she should record this and put it on Spotify or streaming services. She covered a uh, Sia. Um, it's not, she didn't oh, cover chandelier no i thought it was chandelier it was chandelier I she covered like, some sia song and i was like damn she, she need to record this shit. yeah <laughs> but you know didn't they mass singers didn't they have they had uh they record some stuff 
Oh, I'm about to see. I don't know if they recorded that though. Yeah. But yeah, that was good when she was on Mass Singer. So that's exciting. <laughs> I'm glad it's do that. Heck yeah. I love Gladys Knight. Me too. She looks so good for her age. She does. All right. Next up, we got Mr. Bruno Mars and Mr. Anderson Park. They uh, announced on social media that they said, We locked in and made an album. The band's called Silk Sonic. First song drops. Friday, three five. <laughs> that sounds. That sounds like, like it's gonna be lie. crazy. Oh, it was love overboard. Love <laughs> overboard. Love overboard. Shit, I couldn't think of it. I don't know why. Yes, it was love overboard. Um, yeah. So the band is called Silk Sonic. They're coming out with their first single, and it says was special on this cover. It says the evening with Silk Sonic. It's like a cartoon ish mm-hmm. or a sketch of Bruno and Anderson Pac. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it says with special guest host Boosie Collins. So that's how you know it's going to be a lot. You know it's going to be a whole lot. You know he's going to be talking. The intro, I can tell you right now. So it's going to be an intro and he's going to get. <laughs> yeah, it's Boosie, baby. <laughs> I mean, I'm here to put my love in your eyes. I feel like he's <laughs> just going to play. Uh, he said a host. He said he was the host. Oh, he did say he was the host. And he goes, Shit. Let me take off this my sheet. about to be crazy. Uh, let me take off my sheet so you can see what I'm doing, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here to put my little Oh, my God. Eye. This is going to be so much. These are three uh, real funky, crazy motherfuckers. <laughs> so, we about to get a whole... I don't know. We just about to get... We about to have some fun. How many drum solos you think we going to get? <laughs> you know, Anderson Valley. Fucking it up on the drums. I like his drum solo. I do too. You know what? I hope they um I hope they He the first nigga I ever seen perform playing the drums and singing at the same time. Really? Just be over there like You ain't never seen Stevie Wonder do that? Oh well that makes sense though. Yeah. Stevie Wonder. But it's somebody, I'm not surprised. Somebody else has I feel done like that too. Maybe some rock nigga did that. Yeah, I was about to say one of them that the main nigga from um not the Fuji's Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> the fuji not the fuji's what is it called Ooh, la, la, la. the knockoff nirvana oh my gosh the f- foo fighters there foo we go <laughs> the foo fighters he used to be the drummer in mm-hmm. nirvana <coughs> so sometimes when he performed oh the nigga who be singing the, i'm learning to walk <laughs> yes the lead singer the lead singer of the foo fighters was the drummer in nirvana so sometimes he mm-hmm. get on the drums and he'll sing too Ah. so that was the first time i just feel like it i mean i guess it's not like it's not uncommon there's another jazz guy i I just feel like it's a lot going on on the bottom of you (laughs) you still be singing when you drumming especially (laughs) when you a lot of these anderson pack songs like it's really heavy drums and a lot of snare cymbal action so i don't know yeah um oh max roach that's another one he don't sing Mm. though but he's like you know the leader of a band and he be drumming his little ass off. I wonder what's the uh, drummer name in No Doubt. That's my man. Oh, yeah. He be cutting it up. I think it depend on the year because I think there were two drummers. Oh, no the early one. Because <laughs> <laughs> on my song, uh, Sunday Morning, he be in there fucking it up. <laughs> he do. <laughs> getting it. But Sunday Morning. I hope they uh, I, I hope they slide a, um, 
a Ty Dolla Sign featuring you. Oh my God, that sounds like too much. <laughs> because I'm I, overwhelmed. I feel like Ty Dolla Sign. My soul is overwhelmed. Oh my gosh, I feel like Ty Dolla Sign and um, Anderson Pack make good songs together. Like that one song, What's Track on? Four. Track Four on that new Ty Dolla Sign album. It's a song with Anderson Pack on there, and, and you I know Ty just be. I don't know. It's got Kanye mm. on it, so you might not have. Oh, probably. But not. it's got it's got Kanye, Thundercat, and um, that's another person I hope is on there. But it's got Ty, Thundercat, mm. Anderson Pack, and Kanye, and I think mm. somebody else. But like, it's a part where Anderson Pack come up, and the drums are exponentially present <laughs> and, well, di- yeah. and different than the drums in the rest of the song. It like come in, and he's like singing on top of it. <laughs> but that, then like the 808s sense. and stuff are still on there and the is that's cool yeah and the bass get to snapping like it's it's actually a pretty good song but i feel like that would be a cool feature i'm gonna have to go back and listen to it yeah it's dope wasn't it <laughs> anderson pack anderson pack is the only one who didn't use brandy in the right way in uh an album a guest feature over the last couple years todd allison but that's no tomorrow. That's her song. Mm-mm. L.A. L.A. Oh. See, and then most of the time, he she just back there. L.A. L.A. Because that's just, what she want to do. She want to sing background vocals. Yeah, so get this girl feel, background vocals. They're the only two people I know that has used Brandy correctly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's the song called? Jet Black. And she be like, hands up, yeah. us, feels like someone <laughs> for me. And then Anderson Pate be like, we peeking high, <laughs> like no, whatever she be saying. Yeah, it's called Jet Black featuring Brandy. I think that's on um, is that on uh, Ventura? Ventura? I think so. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's my shit. Um, I think that Kanye kind of used her pretty good too, but that was a while. I mean, ago. that was a while ago. Yeah, that was a while ago. But um, like she had that song with Daniel Caesar, people love that song. But I thought the song was okay. I just thought it was okay. She had that song with Janae Aiko, but it sounded like they recorded it in their basement. What song with Janae Aiko? She had it was on that uh, Trippy album or Trip album. Oh, uh, that is one that I didn't really too much listen to. I'm trying to think what other features Brandy did, but I felt like every time somebody used her, it was kind of just like weird to me. Yeah. I don't know. Um, who's you talking about? Anderson Pack. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know, I I feel like him and Bruno Mars is probably a good match, but they just so extra in their own way. They both right. so extra in their own so way. So them together, I don't really know how to suck. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be fun though, because I think they have enough musical chops or know how to figure figure out a good balance oh yeah man too bad at concerts and shit ain't open because it probably would be a really dope concert that would be a good ass concert <laughs> but the the issue for me is i like smaller venues and with you Bruno know Mars, it'll be big. being such a big star it's gonna be at like four field or some shit <laughs> or comerica <laughs> well little caesar's arena now so i don't know some big ass venue. one of them big dumb ass venues and i'm gonna be pissed oh i have an unpopular opinion about bruno mars oh, okay well wrap put that on there but yeah, we shall see how it's sounding on Friday. Yes, I'm excited. Me too. 
All right. Uh oh. Lastly, I'm I'm thinking we done, but no, we have something to talk about. So somebody, <gasps> yeah, somebody stole Lady Gaga's puppy yes. or doggies. Yes, and left the black one. They took- no, they tried to take all three, and the black one ran. Oh, the black Smart. one ran. Yes, yeah, and then they found them later. Mm-hmm. So yeah. she has three French. French bulldogs, French, yeah. French bulldogs, French bulldogs. I believe there. Um, and so I guess the dog walker, the guy who walks the dogs, he was walking them at night. I think they said it was before like ten o'clock. It was like in the evening. And uh, some people shot him three times in the chest. I thought it was four. I thought it was three. I, I got know. the link right here. Hold on. Some places, you know, some people be getting it. Well, he got shot in the chest multiple For times, which is some bullshit. For some dogs. <laughs> Which makes me like, think, like, what the fuck? you know, like, you didn't have to shoot him. No. Um, but I saw a clip, and he did kind of, like, put up a little bit of a fight because try- he tried to just, you know, hold the gun at him and take the dogs. But he kind of was like, fuck you, bitch. Like, he I mean, yeah. he tried to fight him, and I guess that's why he shot him. But, mm-hmm. god damn, for some dogs, nigga? Hell no. So, um, yeah, so that happened. They took the dog shot the dog walker and then gaga i guess she's not here she's overseas filming a movie or something like that yeah um so she was upset she offered half a million dollars for their return i believe the dogs were they were they were returned safely oh they have been yes oh good a lady found them said she was being a good samaritan but i feel like they kind of probably passed them off to somebody else Mm -hmm, to get the money to get the money they said tmz said they don't know if they're gonna get the money for sure like they nobody has said anything about that yet okay um but the dogs are back home safely and whoever shot dog walker is still at large you know um that just makes me think that they know they know that those were Lady Gaga's dogs because mm-hmm. it's said, L.A. They said there's no, they don't have any evidence that they knew because they kind of thought it was a target at first. Yeah. I mean, I know they don't have it. I guess they looked at surveillance video and the guy who was walking the dogs, he went to a liquor store in like a different area. Then he came back. I don't know. So they were saying like maybe somebody saw the dogs, knew that they were like a certain breed but, and tried to target them. I don't know. But it's L.A. There are so many people. Like when we were there, we seen that people walking them things everywhere. Yeah. Like everybody has one. Mm-hmm. I just think that somebody knew that those were Lady Gaga, and that's dogs. how I felt at first. But because the, all otherwise, these stories are saying this. I'm like, well, I sure? mean, yeah, because this is my opinion. Because mm-hmm. I just feel like nobody is going to shoot somebody for no dogs, right? Like, and then they're not even puppies. No, they not. And then they tried to take all of them. If you really wanted one, you really only need one. Right. You know, yeah. and to shoot him, he knew they had they had to know it was like they had, dogs. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. And I'm like, really? Like, y'all had to know. Like, because why else are y'all going this hard for these exactly, dogs? Exactly, because how hard is it to really snatch a dog, grab the dog, unclasp his, his leash, and then hop in the whip? Like, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that and the whole thing seems shady gonna, as hell. You gonna kill somebody over they some French I wouldn't get him that money. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, thank you, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they made some kind of arrangement. We'll leave the money here, and the dog will be there. Mm-mm. But I'm glad that the dogs are all right. I'm glad that the guy who got shot is 
I think he's recovering. Or, yeah, he's recovering. They say. I he's mean, so that sucks though. I feel like his life is not gonna be the same after this. Hell no, not after. No, no. It was funny because a lot of the articles were like, "Oh, the dogs are safe," and you this, know the guy in the hospital, all right too. <laughs> yeah, that was like, like more. They was more pressed about covering the dog versus the man. They was like, "Oh yeah, they shot the nigga," and yeah, he all right. That's not about right for people though. They was just like, especially oh, the media and white people, you know. Yeah, the, but the dogs, but the pups. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you know, one of them, I know one of those is really expensive. Cause I was talking to Dante, and you know, he trying to get one, mm-hmm. and he was, I forget what they call them, marble or something. I forget what the color is. Oh, when they the two, two shades, or the white not, and the gray. Not they kind of got like those spots. Hmm. Yeah, they he, call that marble. I don't. I think that's what they call them. I don't remember. Yeah. But he was looking at one, and he said they wanted like eight thousand dollars for it, like this. Oh, the one that's like this. Oh, he don't know. Yeah, he's they want eight thousand like, dollars. I mean, if you Lady Gaga, sure, but yeah, like one of her niggas, one, like us. one of her yeah. dogs kind of look like that. So that is a very um, they're hard to find, and they are expensive when you find them. I didn't realize that dog can't really have babies like that. No, they're hard to breed, which is why they cost so damn much. Oh my god, I'm talking about they gotta have a C section. Yeah, they gotta have C sections because birthing the the puppies will kill them, can kill them, or cause severe complications, and they'd be able no longer to breed because they're not real. Breeding, breeding is so like the breeding industry and puppy industry is so crazy to me mm-hmm. because like I, I don't they know. just it's create just dogs. <laughs> They can create dogs. Like now, like golden doodles are like one of the most popular dogs, but they're not a real breed of dog. They yeah. took in uh, a golden retriever mm-hmm. and a poodle, and you breed them together, and now mm-hmm. you didn't created this dog, and it is you created this whirlwind. So now, like AKC is considering making them like an official breed mm-hmm. instead of them being just like a designer dog. Like they got schnoodles. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking Yorkie poos. Mm-hmm. You got snorkies. Like mm-hmm. it's just crazy. And I mean, they have always done that, but it was more like a size thing, like how you can get the mini Dobermans, mm-hmm. or how you can get a Schnauzer in three different fucking sizes. Mm-hmm. But now it's getting kind of ridiculous because now you cross breeding them. Yeah, you know. To yeah, make them more hyper, to make them like more hyperallergenic, or like you can breed a dog to make them drool less. <laughs> like put different characteristics in. Yeah, test tube baby. Yeah, like if you get like a certain breed of like a certain like uh, cane corsos, for example, they'll breed them so where they drool less mm. based off their genetics. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy to me. But I mean, I wasn't so much talking about the like crossbreeding and stuff like that because they've been doing that. But like, I was talking about like the prices and like oh, people yeah. want them like right at eight weeks when they're a puppy and like yeah, because they want them small as possible to start training them as early as possible, or just because they're so damn cute when they little. Yeah, I don't think I would want an eight week puppy. No, like we got snow when he was fourteen weeks, that and was, he was still like he was a still, baby. Yeah, he was still very small. So I can only imagine having him at eight weeks. Like, yeah, that's that's too young for me. And I also think like being around like their their pack basically being around their siblings a little bit longer i think helps with a dog's kind of temperament too i think so too 
you know so mm-hmm. i don't know but people be trying to get them as soon as they come out the womb mm-hmm. like the crazy part to me was when we were looking for snow people were didn't even have the dogs yet and was selling them like okay if you put a deposit down when we have the puppies you can pick out the one you want and yeah. like it's a whole thing like, like people ain't even ha- you ain't even had a puppy you yet. don't even know the dog pregnant for real yet like this one lady <laughs> i talked to she was like yeah we just bred her like a couple weeks ago so now we're just trying to see if she's pregnant but you could put a deposit but down. you could put a deposit down girl on what an air dog but the <laughs> the crazy part the lady i was talking to she was just saying because of the pandemic the demand for dogs have increased mm. exponentially also that makes sense too she was like before the pandemic sometimes i was keeping dogs almost till they were a year old yeah so i had kind of like relaxed on breeding mm-hmm. but ever since the pandemic like people are calling mm-hmm. me left and right like like i said i'm 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 charging you a deposit for a dog I don't even know exists yet. That's yeah, how even she was floored. That, like, yeah, even like, that, damn, what the fuck? And she said she had been doing it for like thirty years Dang. since she was like a, a her. I guess her parents bred too, so it was just like crazy. Well, that but that makes sense though because people are at home. You like, oh, I'm at home. I'm working from home. Like I told you, with snow, mm-hmm. like you were able to train him and be here all the time like if it wasn't for you working from home i wouldn't have got it if i was living by myself i wouldn't have got a dog at all because i'm yeah. never here yeah. a, during the week at least or yeah. if i'm not off you know yeah now you've uh in that sense you have created a severe attachment <laughs> <laughs> issue that i have yet to figure out how i'm going to address yeah. when i do end up having to return to work yeah but you know i, I mean but at least i mean at least but he got the training and he's getting the training that you yeah. know yeah he might not because i could always otherwise. boredom for at first yeah. you know boredom like maybe two or three days out the week yeah but, but yeah, yeah uh, I'm glad she got her pups back. I'm glad oh boy is okay. Because <laughs> that was crazy. When that story came out, I was like, what the hell? Uh-huh. I thought it was like a, a joke or something like that. I'm like, what? Did somebody make up this crazy ass story? I couldn't believe or it. Or I thought it was maybe exaggerated. Like, I'm like, they didn't shoot that man in the chest. But they did. Man, yes, they did. They tried to kill him for some dogs. Yeah, I'd be pissed. That's why I'll I th- be at the pearly gates, like, and that's exactly why I, I think what they, I did. They Jesus. knew they was I don't care what I did. Let me in. <laughs> Let me right. in. I got shot for some dog. I deserve. All right, on to new music. New, new, new. All right. So first up, we got Miss Chloe and Hallie came out with the Ungodly Hour Chrome mm-hmm. Edition and the Ungodly Hour video. about the ungodly hour video well i didn't really realize it they didn't really have one because they've been performing. it looked like all their performances it put looked, in the video it looked like all their performances in one video and they've just been f- performing it all summer i'm just it just never occurred to me that they really needed to make <laughs> one to be honest yeah i think a lot of people were asking for it because it's a 
obviously a favorite on the album. And this is and it's the title track. Yeah, and it was a single. Um, so I think maybe they just did it because of that. But it looked like all their performances, like that they've been doing for it. It was kind of the same theme and vibe. Yeah, that for sure. Well, I'm going to tweet them every day that I want a busy boy video until I get one. Ooh yeah, <laughs> it's four o'clock. <laughs> Sending me too many pictures of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then they came out with basically the 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 deluxe, the deluxe. I cannot talk. I see edition of Ungodly Hour, which they called the Chrome Edition. I love this new cover. It's That's so- the mo- thing I'm most excited about. I think, I think because it's more three D, like it's a little more like textured than the original one. That may be the draw, but I don't like chrome the color. I like the gold one better. But I like the gold one better. But I think if you're gonna come out with a deluxe edition, that's a cute cover. Yeah, yeah, because they definitely, like I said, they made it more textured yeah. than the original one. Like if it, if they had released this on CD, like an actual CD, I That'd imagine cool. the cover being like you know textured. how they used to those, yeah used to have like yeah the like the cardboard and embe- bevel yeah uh, <laughs> embezzle embezzle yes covers so yeah so they came out with two deluxe two singles on the deluxe edition two more singles um, like i said these always feel like leftover songs they were definitely left so one songs. is eighty twenty, which is the one that i like yeah. <laughs> and then you got hazy which sounds like it maybe should have been on the kids are all right yeah it did it, it fit more in that category um, but they're not bad songs. I liked eighty twenty. I probably will listen to eighty twenty. Like it'll be in a rotation. But like hazy, I I don't know. I don't think either of them will be in my rotation. But <laughs> you was not feeling it. They're I mean they're cute little songs. I just I don't know. Now we need to um dig a little deeper in their riding chops after this because uh, yeah it's it's gonna be interesting to see because they definitely did dig a little deeper than kids are all right mm-hmm. for ungodly hour and now it's gonna be interesting to see what they come up with next i mean i don't think they have to like bring out an album soon no no i think they could definitely wait a little bit work on what they want they focus to be yeah especially like with the pandemic going on they could definitely uh wait a while and you know they're doing their own little things like hey oh lord jesus holly is a holly is it holly or holly i think it's holly holly and holly anyway she's she's working on her acting stuff yeah and chloe seems to be digging deeper into her production yeah and working with different artists and stuff like that yeah so um i think that's good that they're you know even though they're a group they're still working on their separate uh things Mm -hmm. so it'll be interesting what it's like when they link back up yeah i think it's cool so yeah uh that was all right and then next up we have, so I wanted to talk about, we talked about Kelly Rowland's EP last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, we talked about how the flower song was so weird, but I guess it was supposed, it's supposed to be a song dedicated or about her mother that passed. Yeah. And I felt so bad for talking so much <laughs> about it. So I wanted to bring it up again this week. Yeah. I mean, um, I, and I guess that kind of makes sense with the lyrics, but I still feel like, I don't know. It's just, the song still does not resonate with me after I look, it, listen back to it. It's, I didn't listen back to it, but I'm just going off of what I remember. I just feel like, I don't know. It's just something about the song itself. I just, I don't know. It doesn't, 
really make much sense to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I maybe I don't have to listen to it again, but yeah, yeah, maybe we'll go back and give it another go. But yeah, I was just like, dang, um, I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Mm-hmm. But she looks good in the video. I didn't see the video. She just played like this clip and it was like this man upside down and I just didn't understand what was going <laughs> on because it was only like a clip. I I probably should have watched the music video, but it just didn't make me interested in watching it. I was just like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll give it another round. Um. Okay. So up next I have Miss Joyce Rice. So we kind of talked about her, what was it last week or the week before? Joyce Wright? Rice. I was Rice? I don't know. Yeah, it's W-R-I-C-E. Oh, see me, I just automatically assumed it was right with the W-R-I part <laughs> and assumed the rest. Um, So we talked about her like last week or the week before she is on Lucky Days Project. I think it was last week. Um, She's on Lucky Days Project Table for Two, which I've still been listening to. It was pretty good. Me too. Um, Damn, what is the name of her song? I'm trying to look at it real quick. Falling in Love on Table for Two, which is pretty good. So I'm assuming she's gearing up to release an album. She released a single called On One with Mr. Freddie Gibbs. I liked it. It was really good. I didn't know who it was when I was listening to it, but I liked it. Yeah, he was like, who is this? That's always a good sign when you ask me who is this. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> okay, who she like this song? <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a cute bop. I think it's it sounds like a summer song to me. Oh, uh, yeah. And I feel like she released it at the perfect time because sometimes songs take a minute to gain some traction. So by yeah. June, it'll be a good song to throw in a rotation. Yeah. I feel like if you're making a summer playlist, you should start off with this one. And it was some other song that I talked about last week that sounded like a summer song. Maybe I'll start my summer playlist. <laughs> right. Get ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then next up, we have Miss India Sean. She came out with a song called Too Sweet. She also had like some video component with it with Duran, which was on her Instagram or on his Instagram. Like he was, maybe that was not for her though. Maybe that was for somebody else. Oh, I think I saw what you were talking about. I think I saw it on his page. Cause I don't um, follow her. Yeah. So she has a song called Too Sweet. Um, India Sean, she, um, I'm trying to think who she worked with. She was in a Kanye's uh, church choir. She <laughs> when, was? When he was doing church. Yes, oh my. Was. <laughs> up there missing um rain down on me to the thong song uh, <laughs> she has a few songs um she has a few songs that i really like she has um water me it's like her alex isley and somebody else um i need you to water me me Nope. nope not coming up nope and then she had a song not too deep with us uh, black i like <laughs> that song black. yeah i like that song that's a it's a real sexy song i really like it yeah i like that song um but yeah i feel like she's trying to step into her own artistry i feel like she's worked with other artists in the past though so she's probably trying to step into her own thing hmm. and the song too sweet is a cute vibe it's like a nice easy listen so mm-hmm. i would definitely recommend it mm, i have to um look into her more yeah um she's definitely somebody to dig into more she has some projects some older projects before she started working on her new singles um uh the project outer limits i think she did this with james Frontleroy. 
Aww. back in the day. Yeah. And then she had the Project Origin, which I think she worked with James Fauntleroy for a few of these songs too. But yeah, a good person to check out. Okay. If you like chill, you know. What's her name? India Sean. Gotcha. Sean is S H A W N. Gotcha. And India is India. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up we have Mr. Drum. Drum has been kind of <laughs> not in the game for what has been like a couple years or a couple year? years. I don't know. He did the broccoli joint with mm-hmm. uh, your boy Lil Yashi. Yeah, Lil And uh, after that, I love the Drum's first album though. I don't know what number it was, but is that his first album? Is it the one with Wi-Fi on it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then I like that's that one. That's his first album? Hold up. I don't know if that was his first one or not. I just... I think that was his first album because before he had the EPs, he had that song with SZA that was a, you know, I'll take care of you. Yeah. I will. Mm-hmm. Even if you got a man now. <laughs> <laughs> and then he had, uh, hey. I like to cha-cha in a Latin bar. Yeah. You remember that song? Uh-uh. Um... But he, yeah, he Big Baby kinda, Drown was my shit. He always kind of like a hit or miss for me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I like a couple of songs and then I'm like, what the fuck? Is this? Yeah. <laughs> for me, he always like, he always singing, but he can't, he, he a singer who can't really sing to me. Yeah. He like, he, he can't sing, but he has like a nice tone. Yeah. So we tolerate it. Because when even on Wi-Fi with Eric Badu, he like, you know, I got Wi-Fi. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you give me Wi-Fi? Wi-Fi. <laughs> I ain't got no service on your phone. It's sitting all alone. Yeah. <laughs> Do you got Wi-Fi? Wi-Fi. <laughs> he just be like, something it feels like he like trolling you. But sometimes it works. I need. Is you Yo, jam. with me? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, it's like it feels like he's trolling you, but sometimes it works. Yeah, I don't know. It's just sometimes, yes, that's exactly what it is. But you either gonna find it hilarious, annoying, or you gonna be like both and still like the song <laughs> because Wi-Fi is kind of like low-key and annoying ass song. Because him and Erica Badu are really just trolling you on this fucking yeah. song, but like. It's still a jam. Because <laughs> they start going back and forth a little bit at the end. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They do. Okay. It's like a whole duet about Wi-Fi. Like, do you got Wi-Fi? <laughs> and then, you know, of course, Erica Badu got to put her little spliff on it. Of course. And she be like, I can make you put your phone down. <laughs> <laughs> she does say that shit in that song. She's trying to promote her shit. Hey, her shit. that was a bop. Dude, <laughs> that little mixtape joint. <laughs> yeah, that was. Um. So yeah, n- now he's changed his name to Shelly FKA Drum. I don't know where the Shelly came from. I really did not do no research on why he kind of like was trying to change his name. He's just trolling us yet again. <laughs> but he had a new song come out called Exposure, and at first I was okay with it. But how we like what we just talked about with his voice and how it works sometimes and it doesn't work. At the end, he is like yelling. I'm like, sir, please spare us. No for you, Jesus. <laughs> so I ended up changing it. Yeah, no. So I ended up changing it because at the end he just like, yeah, like, really trying to like. I'm like, sir. So it's cool for like a couple notes, but when he just kept doing it, I was like, drum, 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 drum. <clears throat> it's Shelly now. 
Shelly. <laughs> but yeah. Um, check it out. Let us know what you think. Um, uh, but yeah, that was just how I felt listening to it. I don't even think that you listened to it. I just wanted to talk about it because I, I love drum, but it's like like you said, hit or miss. I don't think I listened to that song in particular, but I feel like he had a project out and you was listening to it. And I saw it, it said Shelly, aka Drum, and I was like, and it sounded like he changed like his name like to that on everything. So like yeah. even old stuff that plays is gonna oh, pop up like that. Well, maybe then maybe that's what it was because I was like, man, this sound like drum, but who the hell is Shelly? <laughs> like, but right. it's say FKA drum. Right. Is that the whole name or is it just now Shelly now? Shelly FKA drum. That's what it say on Spotify. Okay. Shelly with the E and a Y at the end. Um. Yeah. And then lastly, I wanted to talk about Mr. Neo. He came out with an, in my own words, 15th anniversary edition. 15? 15 years S- since Neo came out with his first damn album. So sick is 15 years so old. So sick. 15 years old. Maybe I'm a fool because I'm selfish. Maybe I'm a lie. <laughs> that's, that's 15 years old? Yes, it's 15 years old. Um, I can't remember what else is on that album. That was that was I a love single. This song. I just, I mean, this album. I just can't help myself. What else? I know he had a couple. He had singles. a what's the single? When you're mad. When you're mad is fit. So damn sexy, uh, girl. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my god. I tried to move my face, but Baby, I. I love making love in front of the mirror in that was a mirror. i feel like people like that song though yeah but, but those was the single oh sexy love i forgot about that yeah, sexy, sexy love is so sexy ooh, ooh. i was 14 she makes the hands on the back of my neck i was in the eighth grade just one time like the, I was like not driving. <laughs> I was still attending North Middle School. Girl, <laughs> I was still, yes, bitch, you old. <laughs> I was still going to skate. And you are too. old. Oh my O-L-D. god. Did y'all have like when I was in middle school, like the little news that used to come up on t- the TV? Like what was it called? Channel One. Did y'all get Channel One? In middle school, I don't remember that shit. Oh, well, we probably did, but we in middle school, I was coming from Detroit out here to Romulans, and I was kind of uh, in distress because I was like, "What the fuck?" I my feel parents like you will remember this because it literally would just pop on TV. Like there was a TV in the class, and it would just come on. Oh, we had no TVs in the class. I went to Romulans. <laughs> <laughs> we had no TVs in the class. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, we used to have this old ass TV that sat up. It was like up. Near the ceiling, it was like a 17 inch. I don't TV. know. Anybody remember this from Ramos? Because I don't. And it used to, like, middle of the day. Like, my bef- memory is also trash. You know? It was like before lunch or maybe it was after lunch. It used to just pop on channel one. Sometimes teachers would turn it off, but I'm like, hey, hey. It, and it would be like these teenagers and they're giving you the news, like, world, worldwide news. And then they would have like an entertainment section and they would talk about songs that are number one. And I remember. So sick being one of them songs. Oh yeah, so sick was, it was so annoying. It was, it was we was sick of it playing on the radio. I'm so sick of this song. So tired his tears. <laughs> so <laughs> so with wishing, wishing he was still here. 
Said, I'm so sick of this song, so I wish it go, because every time it's on the radio. radio. <laughs> it was on the radio every two damn song. That was our little rendition of Hot Tide. We were tired of that song, but this is a good album. Yeah, oh, for sure. It's a really good album. Yo, like, I real. might just buy the 15th edition just for the fuck of it. <laughs> just because. The cover is kind of cool. The cover of the 15th edition is really cool. They like color yeah. them in. Yeah, it it's like, like a neo coloring book. Yeah, it's like some type of like Picasso type stuff. It do know. look Picasso y. Yeah, so like yeah. as far as like the colors and the structure. Yeah. yeah I like it. It's cute. So it would be. Um, oh, they should do a vinyl. Oh, and if that was a vinyl, you could like hang that up. You know, some people hang up like oh, their vinyl covers. Do Neo That's got a cool. website? I'm sure he do. You look at it. Take a gander. Um, so he added the Stay remix with Rick Ross, but I ain't listening to that shit because I don't like Rick Ross. Rick Ross, and I already love the song, <laughs> so I need to be pissed off by whatever Who Rick Ross said. Oh, they have a bunch of remixes on here. They got the oh, they got Ghostface Kill on the Get Down. But that's like been that was already on the deluxe. Oh, like already on there, wasn't it? That's oh. not new. I don't he got some instrumentals on here but he got instru- acoustic acoustics uh so sick sexy love and instrumentals of so sick and when you're mad that when you're mad it was i could that that's a nice I instrumental that. yeah that's a nice instrumental i could see some cool samples coming out of there yeah Ooh, are we old enough to be sampling? Man, <laughs> i know right jesus <laughs> what the fuck? christ uh-uh What's the name? One of my favorite songs on this album used to be Let Go. I don't think, don't think I can let go. Yes, yes. That used to be my shit, too. Don't think that I can let you. I don't remember how it go. I just remember the the let go. Everybody say, yeah. I like time. In the time it would take. That's so you like the dramatic ass songs every time. I am a band kid. I love anything dramatic. In the time it would take you to learn from your mistakes. I like she'll be gone. I like anything theatrical. Okay, but I really love this song. I, took, I mean, I love this album. I was into theater and drama. Theater, I love it all. Probably would have been a theater kid if I wasn't so shy. <laughs> or if we had a decent theater program. <laughs> Lord. All right. Stay on topic. Damn. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Do you have a favorite song off this album before we move on? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think, I don't know. Sexy Love is one of my favorites. But then um, uh, Stay is one of hey, my favorites, too. You ready? Give up. And when you're mad, let go. I don't know. Uh, if I had to pick, it'd probably be. Um, you don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really had. I was really like going shuffling through. I don't know. You know what song is so extra on here too? Uh, girl, you know I got a girl. I just don't get down like that. Oh yeah, I just I don't get down don't like that, that. Yeah. baby. You're fine, <laughs> baby. You were done. I just don't get down, down like that. that. That was our shit too. Yeah, wait. I remember the words. I just don't remember how it go. You gotta listen back to it. It's a good album. What's it called? Get down like that. I don't see it. Number nine. Oh, it just ain't right. Wait. And it just ain't right. Damn, it's been. That is my shit on yes. there. Yes. 
And it just ain't right. I call your name and it just ain't right. And I'll be sexing her and yeah, I call your name and it just ain't right. But it, it's probably because it's a sample, that though. I, yeah, that is. It's a DeBar sample. Never do the same cause I, I, tell me the truth. Oh, I remember that song. That was cool. Which one was that one? That was get down like that. Yeah. But yeah, and it just ain't right. Cause when, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's my song that I like. That's my favorite one. <laughs> it just ain't right. All right. Yeah. So that is, in my own words, Neo, his very first album. If you have never listened to that, you need to catch up. <laughs> Ooh, you better turn up. Uh, oh, now you better catch up. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Neo has had a lot of albums. I can't say that I've listened to every single one. He's got a lot of albums. He got a lot of hits too. That's not his. <laughs> but I definitely look, the first three Neo albums go off for me. That's that's a that's when he was in his in his groove right the there. First three, huh? Let me see what the other. So two. he got in my own words because of you. Do 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 do. Oh, I have no idea what you're saying. Oh. No. You be playing. Why you making him sound like Michael Jackson? Because that's how he sounds. He sounds <laughs> just like Michael Jackson. He even do the. Hugs <laughs> my obsession. Won't let me leave. I got a problem. Don't know what to do about it. Even if I did, I don't know if I would quit. Because I thought it out. Taking yes, he does. Listen to no, it. Yes, you was doing does. that. I swear to you God. You are doing that. I swear. I listen to, to this album God. a lot. We about to listen to it right now. Man, Hold I on. Know this much is okay. Whatever. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> He's a. I wasn't listening to all that in the background. You know that's the that's first just, thing. That's just extra to. flair to the song. Girl, that's his inspiration. He's slurping and sliding. I mean, but a lot of people are inspired by Michael Jackson and Prince. You I know, know this. but they still. <laughs> and then he skipping around in the damn video like him like he act like michael jackson just spit his little chocolate ass out leave neo alone i'm just saying you was wondering why i was doing all that because he was doing it <laughs> you was all of your chair like because ah, ah, ah. that's what he was doing i was like bitch what the fuck are you having a seizure <laughs> anyway that's what he was doing. Okay. Okay. I would give you that. He was doing a lot of that. Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's still a good album, too. Yep. And You're the Gentleman was, too. Did she got her own? Oh, You're the Gentleman is my shit. But You're the Gentleman has some dramatic ass songs on there. Damn. They took uh, She Got Her Own off on here. Maybe it's on Jamie Foxx's album. Um, One of my two of my favorite songs on You're the Gentleman are. All that I can do is smile and fade into the background. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> like in the song, he was talking about her uh, getting married. And he's like at the wedding. And he's like, all I can do is smile and fade into the background. Right. I still love her, but I can't say nothing. And then at the end, he's like, we locked eyes. But we know we couldn't do nothing because she wanted to get married. It's so dramatic. It's like, it is very dramatic. It's like black play. <laughs> It is. It's the chitlin' circuit plays. <laughs> it's like it could have been in a Tyler Perry production early. 
Oh my god. What was that part of the list, right? Ain't that what that was called? No, that's fading to the background. Part of the list is my other favorite one. Yeah, because he's just talking about they're just part of the list. <laughs> list things that I miss. Yes. Things like your funny little laugh on the way you smile on the way we kiss. I had never heard that song until you played it. That is my shit. Cause it's so dramatic. He just talked about all the shit he missed about this girl. It's no. kind of like intense and kind of creepy it's like, also very the way that you smell it is kind of creepy because when you leave the room you leave like the way he's singing it's, it it's also it gives me very uh cry me a river video <laughs> and very um Jesus. i'll be watching you yes breath you yeah. Take. yes <laughs> yeah that's definitely the vibe that it's giving but i used to love that song i don't know i don't know why. it's a it's a good it's song just dramatic. yeah it's very dramatic it's very with that time because yeah. uh rihanna's rihanna yeah rihanna had a lot of songs that were similar to that yeah <laughs> man but yeah this is a very dramatic album but uh and it starts off with closer which has is like nothing else on the damn album that was, what else was the singles on there i think closer was a oh, single li- wasn't it a single i don't even know how to go right this i don't think so you remember this song i think <laughs> mad mad was i know mad was a single maybe not mad was a single I don't want to go to bed mad at you. Yeah, that was the single. And then oh, Miss, Miss Independent. Independent. So it was Closer, Mad, and Miss Independent. Ooh, and then they have the She Got Her Own, but I think that ended up on Jamie Foxx's album, though. Yeah, I think I think it is. But that was a Miss Independent remix, though. Yeah, but they kind of made it like another a whole separate song because Jamie Foxx had kind of. I like, mean, it was a whole separate song. It was actually a remix of a song. Yeah, <laughs> but like, but they made it like it was a different song. Like, yeah. that. but I think it ended up being like on. It's on there, but I think it ended up being like Jamie Foxx's song. Mm, okay, I don't know because it's it's on there, but it just says it's not. Um, Oh shit! It's not on uh, Jamie Foxx album either. I don't know. Maybe they just didn't have copyright to yeah. it. Who wrote this shit? That's what I'm about to look and see. I'm sure Jamie Foxx shit. I'm about to, no, it's not on there. It won't show. So you gotta look it up online. She got her own. She produced by Butter Beats. Whatever the hell that is. No, not Miss Independent. It was written by Dom- Donna Summer. That must be the sample. The whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, oh, that. that's probably why it ain't on Spotify. <laughs> probably. Yep, Donna Summer like ah ah. Her mm. her estate is like mm 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 mm. No no no. Wait, Donna Summer did? Yes, girl. What she do? Donna Summer passed away a couple years ago. For real? I believe so. Am I, I tripping? I hate when I be walking around. I feel like people said this. I hate when I be walking. Oh, she died in two thousand twelve. Oh, that was more than a couple of years ago. Damn, Shit. I've been, wa- been walking around for almost 10 years. Not- <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like maybe I knew at some point and just forgot. But I don't know. I just remember it being a thing. Like, I don't know. Now that I sit here and think about it, I kind of remember. I don't know. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. But yeah, so go listen to Neo in my own words. It's been 15 years. We're old as hell. Mm-hmm. All right. New music is over. 
Now we're gonna get into this what we heard. What we heard. So y'all know what we're gonna talk about, right? This D'Angelo versus <laughs> this D'Angelo concert. Right. <laughs> Basically. Because that's pretty much what it was. D'Angelo concert. They say, uh, well, so it was supposed to be D'Angelo versus Maxwell. And I believe Maxwell pulled out because it was supposed to be like a Valentine's Day thing. I think we either talked about that or I heard about that now that yeah. you mention it. Because even when I first clicked into the live link, it said D'Angelo v. Maxwell. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah, you did say that. I was like, girl, what are you talking about? I was like, it says D'Angelo v. Maxwell on here. D'Angelo v. Maxwell. I was like <laughs> trying to get you to understand. Like, shit, I mean, like, is I, Maxwell going to be on here? I heard you, but I just was not. It wasn't But I think sense. it was just a mistake on somebody's part. That's probably what they had mocked up yeah, for before. what they thought was going to happen versus what actually They happened. uploaded the wrong file. Yeah. Mm. Um. So, yeah, so Maxwell apparently did not want to do it or pulled out of it. Don't know why. Mm. Mm. But D'Angelo still decided to show up and which i'm grateful for yes it was so excited when it was so exciting when he announced it because mm-hmm. d'angelo somebody that we don't get to see often too because nope. he's so like low-key and you know i guess he likes to keep some type of normalcy to his life he's also very much an uncle too yeah he's like, <laughs> i ain't trying to deal with all that shit man I ain't even. like this man literally took a cigarette break like all right he did and was like trying to like converse and had a dj do stuff but it was like <laughs> he, he literally took a newport break <laughs> Um, so it started at nine Eastern and DJ Scratch was on ones and twos for like an hour. Yeah, so y'all can't talk about Kisha Cole no more because it took him an hour to show. But I said that when it happened because I'm like, people have not been coming out right on time. The only person who came out right on time, I think, was like Babyface or something. And that nigga probably got a bad time. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Even Gladys and Patty took their time. I think Gladys and Patty was a little, I don't know. That was probably like like 30 minutes minutes for them. Yeah, that was like 30 minutes. but But yeah, the DJ spins for a little bit. It's just like when you go, I feel like they try to treat it like when you go to a concert. Because when you go to a concert, it say it started at a certain time. But it never fucking starts at that time. Like the main, the headliner never comes out at that time. The headline probably come out two hours into the, two hours, sometimes past two hours at the starting time. Because you get the DJ, then you got to go through openers if that person has openers. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like they treat it like a concert. Yeah. I agree. I mean, yeah, and it kind of gives like the DJ, because... I mean, that's kind of what I feel like started versus because mm-hmm. what is that DJ's name? I can't think of that DJ's name, but he just started doing DJ nice. Yeah. D nice. He just started doing that shit in his house. And then he was kind of like, mm-hmm. actually, I mean, if you really want to reach back, Oh boy, they come on 92.3 on Saturday. I forget his name, but he always do the such and such versus blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like he'll do like the temptations versus the dramatics or he'll do like, mm-hmm. um, uh, Mace and them what's his name Frankie Beverly and Mace versus whoever yeah, I don't think the concept of a versus is new because I've seen people do it on YouTube with their favorite artists and yeah. stuff like that or yeah. radio hosts do it but I feel like the concept of actually having the artist there um, yeah, that was what that's what Swiss Beats and Timberland brought to it but that was what's the name uh, them songwriters it was a dream and somebody had kind of did it first mm-hmm. and then Swiss Beats and Timberland kind of like capitalized on it yeah yeah, but um, um, yeah, they came in a very concert, especially like when they started doing the in person ones. Yeah. When they was just doing them like on Instagram or whatever, niggas was just like, cause they was having technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah, trying to get this honest. shit to. 
do right. <laughs> but I feel like now they've been trying to treat it really like a concert. Yeah. Um. So yeah, DJ Scratch was on the ones and twos. I think a lot of people enjoyed DJ Scratch because he was actually playing like a good mix of songs. But he was playing such a short segment of the songs. I don't know if it's like a copyright thing or just a DJ thing in general. I don't know, but um, it was mad annoying. <laughs> I was like, damn, he cut it off already. Yeah, Shit. and then like at first he was just like playing clips that didn't really match up with each other, but then he really kind of started getting into it. Yeah. But again, he was only playing like, and I don't know, like you said, if it's a copyright thing or because he only got so much time up there. Uh-huh. So yeah, trying to make the most of it, put as much in there as you can. Yeah, but I would say he had a good mix of songs, like new and old. I think, and so that's too. what I like about DJs. That's what I was talking about. Like when you play music at a family function, like you wanted to have balance. Like you wanted to yeah, be like be something, something for the old head, something for the you know middle, something mm-hmm. for the new. You yeah. know. Um. So yeah. So about so it came on at nine. About ten o'clock, D'Angelo came out and he had this big ass fur jacket on, this big ass hat like, with the. It was like a with fur the, trench coat or something. <laughs> It was long. I don't know. Shoot, like, and he had this big brim brim hat, large brimmed hat. Yeah, like them hats that Erica Badu or Pharrell like to wear. I'm like, yeah. what is y'all about to go hustle up some longhorn cattle or some <laughs> shit? What the fuck? You got something hiding up there? <laughs> but you said maybe he's a little bit thicker. You know, he was known as kind of like a sex symbol back in the day. So he probably mm-hmm. was just like, you know, let me just cover myself up. Ain't nobody going to say yeah, shit. I think so. Because at one point he took his coat off, but he wouldn't get up. Yeah, he was behind the piano. He was just behind the piano. And then when he decided he wanted to get up again, he put the coat back on. Like I said, he had Uncle smoking Newport. So, I mean, <laughs> he could have took his coat off. Well, I mean, I wouldn't expect nothing less than a little, little uh, belly. And Girl, at this point, we don't, even thickness. Care. we don't even care no more at this point. So, I don't even oh. know why. But I mean, I guess it's a self-conscious thing. But I mean, yeah, that's true. He's not in the public light that much either. Yeah, but we don't. We do not care. We let Erica Badu get thick out here. We loved it. <laughs> Lizzo still shaking her ass on stage. So. <laughs> We still be listening to Rick Ross, big ass. <laughs> oh my gosh, his titties always be out. Cause he think he a sex symbol too. Ugh. Ugh. Some people do actually find him attractive, though. Not me. I'm not one of those people. You know, just give me some wings. <laughs> All right. So he came out with the fur. He started off singing. I guess people said the song that he sung first is supposed to be like a snippet or like a. Um, a little taste of what's to come. Oh, okay. So we were like, what is he yeah, uh, performing? Or what is he singing? So. Well, I'm glad he got that out the way first. <laughs> Not that it was bad. Yeah, it's because just that people I didn't know try to play that shit at the end. And you like, why are you trying to play a new song at the end? Yeah, right. Like, I'm kind of I'm trying to now. hear the hit that stick like grits at the end. Or it's like, I heard what I want to hear. Bye. You know, like when you at a <laughs> concert, like usually the artist plays their biggest song at the moment last. Yeah. You know, so you're like, okay, cool. All right. I'm really ready to go now. Yeah, I'm ready to go now. <laughs> I heard what I came to hear. That's why he played uh, How Does It Feel as. Yes, exactly. Um, So, yeah, it was called D'Angelo versus Friends because obviously at this point we know Maxwell was like, forget y'all. Right. <laughs> so the Friends were Method Man and Red Man came out. They played uh, left and right and back and or up and down, up. Mm. <laughs> I just want to do back and forth like Aaliyah. That's cause that's what I said earlier. I was like back and forth. <laughs> oh, we, how we do it? That's funny. <laughs> but I think they had got cut off at one point because Method Man was singing like one of his songs. 
Thing. No, they played uh they did a Method Man song that D'Angelo's on. It's called Break Up to Make Up. Yeah. Breakups but they made them stop singing it. Oh. Maybe and, they got copyright issues. Too. Yeah, they was like, well, because D'Angelo was like, well, since they uh cut us off. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I he feel got, like they running into this a lot with this verses. It's like copyright stuff. Yeah, man, they just make music so complicated. Yeah, like I get people, you know, and be stealing music, and people want to get paid for you know what they created. But it's like Jesus Christ, like mm-hmm. you gotta like. I know some artists who ain't performed in years because they don't have the rights to perform the shit, even they though they shelved. Yeah. So you know anything that they make technically owns to own you know belongs to the record label so yeah. they can't do nothing yeah that's messed up so yeah i feel like they had to cut it off like screw yeah. you got 30 seconds or whatever yep. allotment they give you and they did like, they right. was like oh well Dizzy. okay yeah like the set like was like oh yeah and he was like okay and they met the man the red man left yeah that was it and then so he was going on for a while by himself i'm like he ain't got no more friends right i'm like <laughs> damn but then uh her came out and she they literally brought out a stool and a mic and a guitar stand and was like all right yeah and i'm like who about to come out i'm thinking it's gonna be like an old head i'm thinking it's gonna be like badu but i don't think badu played the guitar no she don't so i don't don't know who the fuck i thought was about to come out i did not (laughs) think it was about to be her though i think it was gonna be her either but when she came out he was so he was so it was so cute to see him he was like oh my god he was I like, I love, love you. you. She was like, I love, I love you. you. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just sitting there smiling at her. He was just like, oh, you're so yeah, beautiful. Yeah, when she was uh, singing, he was just looking at her like, dang. Yeah, he she was. She really talented. Yeah, he was. He was cheesing and stuff. <laughs> he was cheesing. And then, uh, you know, she switched into Nothing Even Matters. And he was like. Well, oh. she started off singing. Um, What's that song with her and Daniel? Oh, season? yeah. In a coffee in the morning. The best part. Yeah. 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 Um. And then she went into nothing even matters from that. Yeah, and then that's because when, we all know Lauren Hill wasn't coming. Y'all, yeah, y'all had to give her a month's notice. <laughs> People was mad too. Like, oh, I didn't want to see her. We wanted to see Lauren. I'm like, Lauren Hill was not going to make it. She can barely make it to her own show. Have y'all not heard anything about Lauren Hill in the past decade? <laughs> she doesn't come to shit. And the on only time. reason. I tell people all the time, I'm like, the only reason Lauren Hill went on tour is because she owed the United States of America money. And once she paid them <laughs> niggas back, she was like, all right. I'm going back into my hole. <laughs> Thank you. That is the only reason she did that shit. That's why she was showing up late and shit, so she wouldn't have to perform that much, <laughs> if at all. Shit, she did not. She did not want to do that stuff. She yeah. was. She it was, was either one that of those ones that's like, no, to this celebrity shit, no. Yeah, because for the birds. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so they ended up singing Nothing Even Matters together. But what I like that he did, though, so he sang Nothing Even Matters with her. And then they played the original version for the people <laughs> that they knew was going to be salty. Right. <laughs> and they was like, well, let me give you the regular one. Here you go. <laughs> with the snaps in it. <laughs> but i'm so glad that they still played the original version. Because like I said, it's something about Lauren Hill and the way she sings and her tone that just made songs like that feel good you yeah, know she was f- fucked up singing that she's like, 
to me. But the thing is, <laughs> I think no, I don't think it's necessarily that she was high or whatever when she, she made it. Kinda high. But like, I feel like it's nice. I always like hearing those lower tones, like people who don't be trying to sing high. Oh, we just love to, alto. Just try to stay in that pocket and just like I'm just singing right here. Right. <laughs> and that's where you gonna have me. <laughs> you gonna get all chest voice from me. <laughs> so I like that from her. Yeah, I did too. Oh, uh, so yeah. And anything else you want to talk about? What was your favorite song that he played? I really like the fact that he played. Um, what's that song you like called again? I forget the name of it all the time. Oh, send it on. He played. I didn't think he was gonna play it. He played my favorite song, mm-hmm. "Another Lifetime," and then turned right around and played "Send It On" back to back. Another life. <laughs> Who I just put extra shit on? Any, song. Oh, it's another life. It's just another life. Oh. It's fine though. You, we know what song you talking about. Okay, and that's all that matters. <laughs> but another life from Black Messiah. The fact that he played those back to back, because I think he you know like people really love those songs, but he played them back to back. That was my favorite part. That he played yeah. those, you know, our favorite songs right next to yeah, each we other. Yeah, just sitting there singing like, <laughs> yeah. And then I like, um, what did he sing? Um, it's from Voodoo, The Root. Yeah, he played the root. Yeah, that was uh, that was kind of unexpected too. Yeah, because that's like a deep. That's a deep cut, cut. on there. He pretty much he started played, playing, and I was like, I know this damn song. I was like, I feel like he played pretty much every song from Voodoo. I feel like he loved Voodoo. Yeah, yeah. I wish he would have played the charade, but I feel like when he I, played a thousand deaths, which was heavy. I I feel like he played that because it's Black History Month. That guess. movie just came out. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but that song, like, when I listened to Black Messiah the first time, I was like, that's a song I will always skip because it feels so disjointed to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand why it's there in the context of the album, but I don't know just how they laid, like, how they layered the track. It just sounds so disjointed to me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, this is too much. But I guess that's how it's supposed to feel. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I almost never skip a song on that album. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just feel like he didn't play the charade because when the album came out, that was one of the songs he always played. Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe he gave us a break on that. But I, that's my jam. <laughs> that was the only critique I have. At a certain point, he was playing a lot of his, like, more different songs, like when you played A Thousand Deaths. And I was kind of like, okay, I kind of – tuned out for a second but uh-huh. then i like the last 30 minutes of it was really really good to me yeah i feel like that's when he was in his pocket for real yeah what was your favorite part huh i loved when he played uh send it on that's my shit send it on. <laughs> i don't know just the simplicity of the song and like what it's about like in general you know it's just about like sending on like it's about good vibes really it's about sending on like that positivity like you know that i'm here for you you know that i know that you're there for me not not necessarily i know that you're there for me you know that i'm here for you i have never really paid attention to the words of that song (laughs) i just really like it i don't really know what they say i kind of just sing it in the style and it's like you know when american songs go like platinum and like korea and they have no idea what we're saying but they love it <laughs> that'd be me with a lot of songs because uh-huh. i just you know what can i do 
I mean, it's it's the whole vibe of the song. Like, yeah. I um, I always listen to the song and like really like the vibe of it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. One day I was just like listening to it and like actually listening to it, and I was like, this is a really nice song. Yeah. And I saw so I always after that I just always played it. It's the vibe for me. <laughs> it's the vibe for me. Yeah, I just. So um, I love that, and then I liked when he played uh, from Black Messiah. I'm really in love with you. Yeah. That's my favorite off Black Messiah. I really loved you. Yeah, that's my shit. Really uh, it just made me you. feel good. Again, songs that just make me feel good. <laughs> yeah, but he did a lot of good songs. He did feel like making love half the time. I feel like making love to you. Yeah, that whole the whole thing was just a vibe. It was just nice. Yeah. Oh, D'Angelo. Man, <laughs> we ain't gonna see him nice. for another ten years. <laughs> I know, right? He's about to go back in the hole. Man. Uh-huh. Hopefully, he do got a project coming up though, since he played that song. Cause I. Yeah. Fourteen. Uh, two thousand was fourteen, right? When it came out, Black Messiah. Mm-hmm. Damn. Two thousand fourteen. Yeah. That was almost ten years ago. Well, apparently, he working on something. I'm excited. Yes, me too. I'm also excited to know what your uh unpopular opinion is. Unpopular opinion for what? You said you had a popular opinion idea. Oh, I did. <laughs> so, do you want to do my idea or do you want to do what we originally had? I don't know what we originally had, so let's go with your idea. <laughs> what we had about the untitled video. Oh, uh, well, we can discuss it, but I don't think it's necessarily an unpopular opinion anymore since you explained it to me. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, prior to us recording, we were like, Shelby was like, people always say that Untitled re- un- the Untitled video was a reset for the culture. And she'd be like, I don't know why people say that. <laughs> I just didn't know what the fuck they meant by it. Or like, yeah, it's like you understand why people are saying that because you understand the influence of D'Angelo, but like... Yeah what do people mean by saying that that yeah, like, video reset the culture yeah well because like, i mean and even still like i after we talked about it i kind of understand why people say it but i feel like it didn't really reset anything if you think about it like mm-hmm. after i kind of stood on it a little bit because okay so they were talking about how basically it was one of a kind type of video because at the yeah. time this was what 99 right 2000. 2000 and all the videos was about ass and titties <laughs> it was about women's bodies yeah it's more about women's bodies mm-hmm. and then here you go this black man in a black room just showing off his very simple video too because yeah. videos were not at this point in the 2000s videos are not simple anymore they're yeah. like our grand productions yeah they always have these like you know everybody want to be a michael jackson <laughs> and basically create a short film with their music video mm-hmm. and it's, then it's just this gorgeous chocolate black man that's just standing in his room naked as hell and it went it went pretty low okay pretty it showed every crevice i remember stevie well, you don't um, know if he was naked he could have had on socks <laughs> just play it with you look at if face. he had on a sock it probably wasn't on his foot <laughs> but uh i remember steve harvey talking about it 
on the radio because my mom used to always listen to um fucking Steve Harvey, Harvey in the morning, and he was like, "That man, he had muscles I didn't even know existed. <laughs> <laughs> they was just popping and percolating." <laughs> and I and I I reflect those sentiments. <laughs> so yes, I could I I understand that it definitely was something different, especially coming out from like R and B hip hop. Mm. Like men, like yeah, they show their little chesticles, but mm-hmm. it just wasn't in that capacity like, it was so know. like it was more arti- artistic yeah. than it was like flashy yes it definitely was not flashy but the song is not really like flashy yeah so but yeah so i was just looking up stuff and kind of reading about like the video and the impact and stuff like that and so d'angelo came out with brown sugar mm-hmm. and you know he's hitting with like lady and cruising and stuff mm-hmm. like and that. Dreaming eyes of mine. Dream, me, <laughs> me and I'm dreaming eyes of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so Voodoo, I didn't realize came out five years after Brown Sugar, mm-hmm. and during the time of him creating Voodoo, he was going through his stuff with Angie Stone and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot was going on in his life too. Which, you know, you didn't I didn't realize until I like read back on it. I'm like, Oh yeah, and then a lot of us didn't know about their relationship until like no. much later on. We didn't even know who Angie Stone was then. <laughs> in ninety nine, two thousand. We didn't know yeah, that's Angie true. Stone was not an abundance to us. So they talked about how, you know, people were obviously, you know, looking forward to the second album and he was like really like you know the second album thing is always a big thing because like it's an issue for a lot of people yes it's like how are you gonna follow up this first album that you know had was doing is doing well and that people love Mm -hmm. you know so it's like they you know he put this album together with a lot of great people like quest love and uh dj Premier and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. it's like this album comes out they bring out the singles they bring out so the first two singles were devil's pie it's like some of the devil's pie. That's so weird. Once a slide, why? Why? You know, mm-hmm. It sounds like it would be on an pie. album that's called Voodoo, though. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got Left and Right with Red Man and Method Man. What's Left and Right and uh, and. I feel like they only put that song on there because of how well a uh, lady did when they remember when they remixed it. Mm-hmm. He just don't. And had all the rappers on there. Yeah. I feel like they was trying to recreate that vibe with this. Yes. So, and then the next single is Untitled. How does it feel? <laughs> this single is a totally different vibe from the totally. first two songs. Totally. And so, when they came up with the idea for the video, I think the two directors of the video said, like, they talked about it for 30 minutes, and the next thing you know, they was on set, and they was doing it. Oh, then I know the turnarounds that quick. <laughs> I thought this man may have needed, like, some talking into or toning up or I something. guess they had the idea. They was like, all right, cool, and just went with it. And then they recorded it. D'Angelo talked about, like, how he had to sing the song, like, 17 times or something like that. Mm. Just in this, just simple <laughs> and then they record it it releases and it blows up it blows up past like an r&b yeah like stratosphere yes <laughs> <laughs> so i guess after that it's like it's like a it's a huge time for d'angelo but it's also a time where 
when you blow up like that and you are truly like an artist and you truly like mm-hmm. care about what you making mm-hmm. and nothing that you making before had like this like s- major success. sexual mm-hmm. connotations yeah, and like true. this huge success Mm-hmm. I feel like it was a turning point for D'Angelo, like a good turning point and a bad turning point. Cause then after that, we don't see this man for 14 years. <laughs> yeah. It kind of fucked up. Yeah. I feel like it kind of fucked up. Um, the but person. I would have loved time to go have went to that tour, the yeah. voodoo tour, yeah, like right tour. after that hit. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. That good. Yeah. I feel like um, it's a double edged sword for him. You know, he got the success and everything, but it also painted a different perspective of him of him that mm-hmm. in which was kind of the opposite of what he wanted he wanted to be known as a musician right. he didn't want to be known as a sex symbol yeah. like a sex symbol who can just literally put out anything mm-hmm. and as long as they show his little pics mm-hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. gonna sell he wanted people to care more about his music and mm-hmm. not him as a person because yeah. he seemed like one of those artsy types that don't want to be like really in the spotlight or anything yeah, they just sure. care about music so it kind of like flipped for him and it was just like too much because i rem- i remember i don't know when this was but they were talking about how they kind of forced him to make his relationship with angie stone a secret mm-hmm. because i think when she was kind of coming out mm-hmm. they were still together yeah and like they couldn't be seen they didn't want to like they didn't want them to be seen with each other because obviously we know andy stone did not fit into like that that box that box first of all she wasn't like skinny she wasn't skinny she wasn't like like, seeing or racially barbie doll yeah and then he was a sex symbol and sex symbols can't be seen as like in a relationship you know Mm -hmm. That's just not a relationship that he had been in for a while and was like yeah. invested in. It well, wasn't like they was together for like a couple months. Yeah. Like, like they don't, you know, you're supposed to be single. You're the bachelor or whatever. But and right. you also have to keep in perspective how trash the early 2000s was. Like we as talked about media. with Justin Timberlake and how trash he was Britney and Spears. how Britney Spears was. Now, granted, they weren't really talking about like black celebrities like that then. But then you got Wendy motherfucking Williams <laughs> who slides into that kind of time box too so like the pr of a r&b sex symbol is complicated yeah i feel like that would have been different and he's not that person yeah he doesn't care about that shit yeah so like i think untitled was a great song Mm -hmm. and then it's funny because quest love talked about how like the song was kind of like their audition song for prince like when they made it they was thinking Mm -hmm. like prince and it makes Mm -hmm. a lot of sense Cause it kind of goes in that route, uh-huh. you know, but it's like they were inspired by a certain thing and made this incredible song, but it's like, this is still not like the essence of what my music is. Mm-hmm. Cause when you hear like he comes back and he does black Messiah, mm-hmm. then it's, we get back to the essence of what his music is, yeah. but it took him so long. It took so long for that to even come out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, I mean, if you think about it, like if you, pull out devil's pie if you pull out was it left or right uh-huh. pull out uh untitled how does it feel uh-huh. look at the collection of what's left uh-huh. black messiah is the even and honestly you could leave devil pie, devil's pie in there there you go the black messiah is the like mature a, version of voodoo. voodoo yeah 
You can definitely hear it. Yeah. It's the more intentional, intentionally mm-hmm. musical version of voodoo. And I think that's why so many people were excited to. I mean, people were going to be excited because it's D'Angelo. It's been almost 15 years, you know what I'm saying? But I think that's why so many people were excited when they heard it, too. Mm-hmm. Like, dang, this is like, this because this slap. Even though, like, he's not like a superstar, he's a household name in black households. Yes. No, there's not a soul. I mean, I don't know about these little Zoomers, but there's not a soul that I know that don't know at but least one I, D'Angelo song. I feel like this is a good platform because. Back in the day when I was, like, a retail manager at a smaller store, mm-hmm. I used to always play music when I was doing stuff when the store was not open yet. Mm-hmm. And I would play, like, D'Angelo and Erica and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember I was playing a D'Angelo song, and it was, like, it was a younger guy. He was, like, just coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. So, like, my brother's in them age and stuff like that. And he was, like who is this and i'm like this is d'angelo mm-hmm. he's like who's d'angelo uh, and then i just my heart just dropped. i was like who is d'angelo what are you talking about yeah and he's like i think he was like mixed he was like latina and white or something like that he wasn't like completely just like white white right but like I was like, you don't know who D'Angelo is. You need to get your life together. Right. And I just felt like that's the first time I really, that's like one of the first instances where I really felt like an old ass lady. (laughs) I'm like, I know that I was only like, what, like, well, how are we, like 10, 11 when this music came out? Well, when Voodoo came out, if it came out in 2000, I was only like nine. So it's like, I know I was young, but like, I knew who D'Angelo was. And the Mm. older I got, like, the more I listened to. Mm-hmm. But like I'm like damn, there's people who really don't know. Who he no, is. I was eight. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. eight. So I'm like, dang, it's really people who don't know who D'Angelo is. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was another lady who worked with me, uh, Deppa, and she was like, "These kids, they don't know who D'Angelo <laughs> is." Like she was just mad. Deppa is a different lady, though. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, I don't know. That's the first time I was like, damn, I'm really getting old as fuck. That's the first i thought that Man, you know i got like younger cousins and of course they know like the princes and stuff like that mm. but sometimes you know i'll play stuff who is this what is this you know or they'll be like r&b is boring mm-hmm. what <laughs> <laughs> like oh and these and this generation cannot talk especially with a lot of the rappers now a lot of the rappers now Makes that sense. shit comes from R&B. That shit comes yeah. from rock. They are not rapping. They are they are making moody. Like for example, <laughs> like before Ju- before Juice World even passed away, they are making Nick- moody bops. Yeah, before Juice World passed away, Nicholas loved Juice World. He uh-huh. loved it. And all he do is sing. He like he's singing. He is in his feelings. These are sing- moody bops, and he sing like old boy from Green Day. <laughs> like dog and then i'm like are y'all serious i'm like if y'all can listen to that y'all definitely can listen to this and i feel like y'all should vibe out with it even more because of that yeah because you recognize the correlation with music nothing is like it's crazy nothing is nothing is like right like everything stems from something like that came from something like this person walked so this person can run you know what i'm saying i swear to god dog and like so it's like you can't say like this like that's like when older people say like i don't know what these kids listen to now these days like what they was listening to back in their day right their parents said the same thing was not like crazy to their parents or like you know it's all kind of like it all kind of stems from the same stuff 
Yeah. You know? So it's kind of like whatever. Right. <laughs> but saying all that to say mm-hmm. that is why Untitled is such a reset, like they say. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, also, like, I don't really consider it like to be a reset more as like a refreshment yeah because i feel because like after that it changed nothing yeah videos remain the same like yeah. the sexual aspects of videos and women's bodies remain the same like it yeah. didn't change anything so i wouldn't call it a reset you would just call it like something that was refresh refreshing it was a refresh for the time yeah it was like a refresh like it mm-hmm. kind of made people kind of reconsider some things but nothing mm-hmm. really nothing really changed really yeah i get that so i mean that could still be an unpopular opinion like it's not necessarily reset i feel like it was a refresh because it was something that was fresh yeah it was something different for the time like obviously yeah. this song is inspired from something mm-hmm. you know yeah. the video I don't I don't know if the video they even said if it was inspired from anything or if the idea mm-hmm. came from anything in particular, but mm-hmm. that song was inspired from an era, a yeah. Prince era. Yeah. So it's like, it's you a, know, a, and pr- that Prince, point. right. <laughs> so I feel like the video was a good representation of that. Yeah. But then just the aftermath of the video for D'Angelo, I think we yeah. always see it as yeah. like a highlight, but I feel like for him, it, it was probably kinda, was like a crossroad. Yeah, I feel like it was kind of more like, detrimental to him in a way because Mm -hmm. it kind of didn't allow him to continue to make music the way he wanted to he kind of had to wait for things to change because Mm -hmm. 2014 what was really going on i mean trap was a thing (laughs) trap was really becoming a thing but like there wasn't really like any r&b really happening Mm -hmm. really nothing like even like right now, like nothing super popular. I guess Jasmine Sullivan is popping up, but mm-hmm. you know, like people are kind of leaving R and B to die still. Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe you know, I guess maybe he considered that he could make a resurgence, or people forgot about it, or whatever, you yeah. know. But I think it was received pretty well. He ended up being on like a couple of those night shows. Like you know, what's name gonna have him on there? Um, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> and then I think he was on uh what's the other guy? With he has a beard now. Conan? No, not not Conan. Not the redhead dude. He's the other guy. I don't know, girl. I don't know these You're just saying it was it definitely like had. Yeah, it definitely was a thing. <laughs> like he even ended up on Saturday Night Live and stuff. Yeah, he did do Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live. Yeah. So I mean yeah, that's pretty much the that unpopular opinion. Yeah, so. But yeah. But if you have never listened to D'Angelo, well, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. <laughs> right. <I'm just> like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the verses was, it just felt good to see him and his element and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And it just felt good. It always feels good to when D'Angelo pops up. Yeah, for know. sure. We're glad to see him every yeah. time. <laughs> so shout out to D'Angelo. And yeah. Um I don't I can't really have nothing else to say. I don't know how I want to end this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. I just hope that, you know, a project is coming soon. Yeah. The world definitely. needs it. The world does need it. All right. And oh well, do you wanna go you wanna hear my unpopular opinion? Yes. 
I've told you this before. What? Because we okay, so we were talking about the Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Anderson Pack. <laughs> yes, but and I like Bruno Mars. I liked his projects that came out before Twenty Four Karat Magic, but mm-hmm. I don't like Twenty Four Karat Magic. That's my popular opi- unpopular opinion. Oh. Because a lot of black people love this album. Oh, yeah. And I understand why. But it's something about Bruno Mars doing it. That bothers you? That made it feel so gimmicky to me. It felt very gimmicky. It felt very like, what's the character on Martin that's like a... Damn. You talking about the pimp nigga? Yes. Oh, uh Jerome Rome. Yeah, Romy Rome. Play a player from the Himalayas. Yes, it's giving me play a player from the Himalaya vibes. <laughs> and not to say that the music is not good. I think the music is great, but I don't know, it just felt so gimmicky to me when it was happening. And I just I did not like it. And it was playing everywhere. And I'm just like but yeah that's always been my unpopular opinion and i don't know everybody always like kind of make fun of me about it like ashley and key would be in the club and the bruno mars song be playing they'd be like eh, chunky girl with the big old hoops like on my face and i'm like girl I, you know i cannot stand that shit okay here it is for me bruno mars to me is overall unoriginal Yes, I agree. Because he talked about like when I mean, he, but what is original though too? But go ahead though. This is he he picks eras. Mm-hmm. So when he first came out, he was doing like doo wop thing because that's what he did. He he said it was like him and like his brother or something and his dad, and they used to go around the clubs. And when he was little, like when they found out he could sing, and when he really learned to play guitar, they used to have him doing like. Uh, Elvis Presley impersonations. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and when that's he came, already an issue right there for he, me. Yeah. When he came out, he was doing like doo-wop and stuff under uh, impressions because his first album was called Doo-Wops and the Hooligans. Right? Which I actually I listened to this album. I mean, it wasn't bad. Yes. It was whatever, but yeah. it was still very like he picked the an era and, and and did it and did it. And then he had the unorthodox jukebox, which was still kind of the same thing, but he kind of made it, I guess, his own in a way. And then he had to figure out. And I will tell y'all, I love unorthodox jukebox. I listen to that album a lot. Yeah. But now I don't know really how well it aged because now I listen to it and I'm like, girl, this was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Because you may have also been a different listener back then too. Right. So now he had to figure. So next he had to figure I out i think what really kind of changed his mind that song came out he did a song with mark to the moon yeah that's what he was like oh i'm doing this next so now he doing a funky 80s shit mm-hmm. and that's kind so that's what he does he mm-hmm. just picks some a popular era in time Okay. And I think that's what eats me up about it because it's not like black people haven't done this in the past. It's not like black people aren't doing this or it's not like people aren't doing this. But the reason that Bruno Mars was able to get that success, because one, he already had it. And two, 
he's white. He's spicy white, but he's white, so he's able to do he's it. A rac- people always he's talk racially about him. ambiguous. Yeah, talk about him playing off his racial ambiguity, so he's able to move between worlds a lot easier. Yes, which which makes it easier is, for it to be is, successful. Yeah, but basically, what I'm saying is Bruno Mars profits off nostalgia. <laughs> That's all he doing. I mean, and a lot of people do, and it and it irks me every time. Like people who just sample a '90s song but don't sample it, they just re-sing it mm-hmm. and then release it, and everybody like, oh, I like this song because it's literally playing off a song that you but liked in the past. He doesn't just, and I think what people really liked about him is that he doesn't just take w- it, take the song. He just takes the vibe. Yep. He take the whole vibe and just be like, and then and roll with it because you know, if you know anything about the music industry, everything is themed. Like mm-hmm. if when you come out an album, like everything is gonna be like everything you wear is gonna be related to that vibe. Everything that you perform is gonna be related to that. You know, videos, concerts, all of that shit is all gonna be related to this vibe that you got on this album. If you got a good manager, and this is the thing too, you can't copyright a vibe. So as much as he was doing like the um teddy riley thing yep teddy riley gets no credit and i much rather him had been like just sample dude music. i want to work with you yeah but didn't and then maybe some of that money can come back into the community or go back to teddy riley because teddy riley does still work with other artists mm-hmm. but like nope. it doesn't he just you fine. just did and that- what you thought this sound was or you done what you done you you do the sound and then you put it out there and you know and that's what kind of like irritate me sometimes about like white boy producers because they are so good at just copying a sound mm-hmm. like if you go on like youtube or soundcloud or anything like anything where people just put their beats up at even like there's a couple white boys i know like you be listening to stuff and you be like you thinking it's always oh, hip-hop you know but it's not like you know a trap beat so they probably from like the south or some shit like that and you find out it's a white boy Mm-hmm. so that's what he do he go find white boy producers or white boy beat makers whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. and they, because they know how to copy a vibe because that's what they always been doing mm-hmm. but didn't he work on this album with mark ronson i don't know about the album but he definitely did that song with mike ronson mark ronson that uh mm-hmm. what was it it wasn't it wasn't put your pinkies to the moon what's the what's one what's the one um uptown funk yeah uptown, uptown funk you up say uptown funk you up say what but and i'm not saying that the music is bad and i'm not saying i'm not mad at black people for loving the music i'm just saying we can love it but still have a side eye on that shit i had a side i listened to it and (laughs) it just was not my favorite thing i just was like i don't like it but it was hard for me to listen to it because i don't it's just something about it feels gimmicky and slimy to me it felt fake for me and i'm just like and even the cover it's like he got on this silk pajama set yeah he got on the little church shoes and a sailor hat and he in this like little pose and all the videos had like that same vibe and i'm just like mm-hmm. he walked around is, is he trolling me <laughs> it kind of feels that way sometimes so it's hard i don't know it was so hard for me during that time to like that songs was playing everywhere too and i'm like these are catchy songs yeah it was and I, I still just was like Ugh. yeah it didn't hit for me i didn't like everybody loved it and i tried to like it and i just was like i mean it's whatever that's what i like that's what i like 
like you i can hear the melodies because they played so much yeah the only thing i really kind of like was finesse mm-hmm. but that to me i think that actually was like a sample i think mm-hmm. i'm not sure but that was really the only one i kind of liked and i only really started liking it for real when cardi b did, <laughs> did the yeah. feature it got me dripping in finesse, finesse. But that's not like something that was on in Living Color or something. I think it did sample in Living Color, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Living Color. That's what it's like. like. That's what it sampled, for sure. Because it even had like them it little weird background like noises. I think it just it sounded like a rip to me. You know, you know. Yeah. But even when you look it up, it says it's funk, New Jack Swing. That's the genre. Yeah. When you look up finesse. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, that's my unpopular opinion. But a lot of my friends already knew that. Because, like I said, when that shit was out, they'd be like, oh, here go your boy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I just, I was like, I don't know why it bothered me so much. It just bothered me. Because when I thought about it deeper, I'm like, this shit is really fucked up that he could just come in you here wanna, and sing these songs you hear and be all funny? right with it. You want to hear something funny? Mm-hmm. Um, Hold on. Let me double check on these people real quick oh i hate when i read stuff and it just say american i'm gonna assume this man is white though so the producers for finesse is shampoo press and curl and the stereotypes mm-hmm. so those are the two producers one producer is shampoo press and curl and then the next producer is the stereotypes how i fucking ironic the stereotypes sound familiar though the stereotypes Person, girl, I don't know who the hell it is. says they are a r&b hip-hop dance production team composed of jonathan yip ray romulus jeremy reeves oh jeremy reeves that rings a bell and ray charles mccullough that kind of sounds familiar um too. they got a lot of they got some production creds they did um justin bieber somebody to love cardi See what i'm saying she did they did please me with bruno mars mm-hmm, and cardi mm-hmm. um neo they worked on neo's you're the gentleman oh shit okay yeah. i'm just like <laughs> yeah he got, they have a lot of like um R&B i'm like creds. they sound familiar i think this is a black group though yes this is a black group i believe but this shampoo pressing curls i don't know they kind of sound they they under rock nation but they kind of sound like uh Oh, apparently Bruno Mars is a part of that group too. Yeah, but anyway, you know, the song, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, that's my unpopular opinion. And I always, I don't know, every time somebody mentioned Bruno Mars, and it was a thing, like people were talking about it on Twitter at the time, like, is Bruno Mars doing this cultural appropriation? Remember that whole conversation oh, about yeah. corporate impro- appropriation? Yeah, because he's racially ambiguous and moves back and forth between worlds when he wants to. Yeah. So, and a lot of people was like, nah, if he just liked the music. And a lot of people were okay with it because he's paying respect, like, in interviews and stuff like that. He would say who he, like, explicitly say who he was expi- inspired by. Mm-hmm. But that's just, I feel like that's just like... Like the her DJ Camper thing last week with him being mm-hmm. like, I was inspired by this nigga. But you completely took you, exactly you, what he did. You took exactly what he did. Is that inspiration or is it like yeah, just ripping what somebody did? It sound like a rip to me. 
and making what you want to do because you thought this sound good mm. you know like that's that yeah uh-uh. i don't like it yeah no it's not a because i think the cool part about music is like i said nothing is really like original mm-hmm. but you have to put your own put your own spin on it and that's what i say about like people finding their sound and people finding what sonically works for them yep yep it's like i don't know i just feel like if you straight up like just riffing from a genre Mm -hmm. and just be like okay i'm gonna do like what they did back in the 60s with my music Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like i'm just gonna do it exactly like that though i'm not gonna update it or you know mix it or anything like that to make it my own I like I just I just I don't know I just feel like there's no artistry in that there's no fun in that no it's not but you know I feel like I kind of feel like Amy Winehouse did that Mm. but I don't get flustered about it because Amy Winehouse still kind of had her own sound and she still was a classically trained jazz singer like she didn't mm-hmm. like she wasn't like still in vocals or nothing but like her sound was very like motown ish mm-hmm. but i don't think that was entirely because of her yes i think but she worked with black producers that's true she did black like some musicians like, and stuff so like, like that salon remy or whatever yes like he took i put a spell on you and <laughs> made a song out of it. so it kind of mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense and then like i said that credit Mm-hmm. it's coming back into the community in some type of way yeah for sure she didn't see it and be like oh that was cool now let me go work with some other white people to try to create this sound yeah she cool. worked with the people who want who had that sound so yeah. that's why a lot of times it came off like that yeah that's true. and she sang jazz because she sang jazz yeah that's what she did so if bruno mars was like oh i grew up singing Doo-wop. It was Presley, so that's why I'm singing doo wop. That's why I I understand that. Yeah. But then you singing doo wop and you have a hit doing like New Jack Swing stuff, mm-hmm. and so you like, oh, now I'm gonna do New Jack Swing. Yep. New Jack Swing. You ain't think to pick up the phone and call. But uh, then Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, and you do it in the <laughs> most gimmicky ass way that it you was, can do it. It was very gimmicky. And Amy Winehouse never did no gimmicky shit like that either. Nah, she did. Everything was very simple and like. Yeah. I she really like loved the music part. Yeah, she and did. not to say that she I respected it. That's what the difference is. It's she almost, respected it, and you can tell. Yeah, and I feel like he treated, not that I don't under not that I don't think Bruno Mars doesn't like the music part, mm-hmm. but I don't know if so much the respect is there. I feel like it's maybe like I'm a big star. Like he knows he gonna make the money from it. Right. Yeah. Um. That's just what Bruno Mars do. <laughs> and Honestly, I mean, it's true. And at this point, I'm not mad about it. I just, it's something that I'm not going to be like, if people I, are giving me like they top albums of the last 10 years and they have Bruno Mars on the list, I'm like. Looking at him cross-eyed like, hmm. okay, I get you. It <laughs> smells like the feds to me. So. <laughs> but um, I, like I said, I'm interested to see what is going to happen with this Anderson Pack because he does have like funk to him but he make it his own and that's what i like about it so it's interesting if he just gonna lean on a lot of what anderson pack does or does. is anderson pack gonna lean on a lot of what bruno mars does and i'm interested i don't to think see. anderson pack is gonna lean on what bruno mars do yeah. because anderson pack 
generally even when he like collaborates with people on their on their project <laughs> yeah he he does what he does like yeah. and that's that's that that's why people want him on their songs like mm-hmm. i'm trying to think of any bruno mars features but nothing is really coming to mind i mean because honestly he does not have a lot of features i'm talking about songs that he's featured on oh i don't know nothing i feel like he doesn't do a lot of features nothing really comes to my mind because he doesn't what does he bring to the song besides some shit that he stole (laughs) (laughs) so it's going to be interesting if bruno mars is going to bring his you know his own flair if he's going to stick with the new jack swing shit or mm-hmm. if we gonna really see who he is as an artist, mm-hmm. or if he just gonna do Anderson Pack do, because mm-hmm. we've definitely seen projects like that where people just kind of do what the other person does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I'm still excited. Like I said, I loved. I was cool when Bruno Mars was doing this doo wop thing. I like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was cool music it made you feel good cool and i feel like 24k magic was the same it was good it made you feel good but then when you like i said when you think about it a step deeper (laughs) yeah you you start really thinking about shit i i came up with a feature he was on that b.o.b song the beautiful song that was like early that's before b.o.b started doing trap music (laughs) well that's the only song i could think of so beautiful girls all over the world I could be chasing the lies. I would be wasting. They got nothing on you, baby. That was a big ass hit. Nut, 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 I no liked you, it. Baby. I thought it was I cute. love that song. That was a good song. Yeah. But yeah. Well, those are unpopular opinions. Yeah, I didn't know I was going to talk about that today. I felt like that was going to be like down the line. <laughs> yeah, it just popped. Well, I mean, it fit. Yeah, because Bruno Mars coming out with some stuff. Anderson with Anderson Pack, so you know, it just went in that direction. Yep. All right. So I think that's all we got this week. You got anything else for the people? Oh, we have not watched um United States versus Billy Holiday. Yeah, we're gonna watch that today. So we will talk about it next week. If y'all were probably like, oh yeah, we can give y'all some time that. to watch it before we yeah, get on here and start spoiling shit. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we'll watch that tonight and then, you know, take take a couple notes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then come back with it next week. I've heard good things about it. I've heard mixed reviews. Only thing I've, I've, I've I feel it. like, well, I ain't going to say nothing yet because I don't watch it first. Yeah, I've heard nothing. Bad. People have said Audra did a great performance. Yes. Most of the things I've heard is in relation to Audra. Not I think maybe like the script and the Lee Daniels part maybe. Well, I already expected that to be a <laughs> muddy ass mess because Lee Daniels is the black version of Ryan Murphy. <laughs> and you can always tell. Oh, my God. He is. Yeah, you can always tell when he didn't have his hand in some shit. So we'll see yeah. how this go you can, oh my god that's <laughs> spot on yeah i try i try <laughs> lee davis is the black person right <laughs> oh my god so he don't do well he do do tv he did empire yes and star yep so niggas was really mad when star went off the air oh still pissed <laughs> i was like I really feel like that show was not that good, but uh, this is my opinion. I, I think the show had that. good songs. I think people like the songs. People say that, yeah, the songs on uh, What's the Name is better than the songs on Empire. 
Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I don't see how hard that is to do. And people used to really love them songs on Empire too. Oh girl, like I has. I was in a car with. I was in a car with a nigga, and he started playing <laughs> Empire. I was like, he's like, I love this song. I'm like, you added this to your playlist, <laughs> right? Like, okay. I mean, a lot of people like like that first season when Jesse Smollett before he got into all his shit. Like, well, he was, I mean, but that was like almost six seasons in. Five, I think that was like fifth season or something like that. By the time he started, bullshit. no, but I'm saying like in the beginning, I feel like he was making like solid songs for the show. The first, there are like maybe two or three songs that I did like, but the mm-hmm. first season. The first season was probably the best, yeah. but that was also the season that determined for me that I was not going to continue to watch this. Also, yes, for multiple same. for multiple reasons. Yeah, so I watched it a couple seasons in, but that was it was really all because of Taraji. I called it a couple seasons in because I happened to be walking past the television in our um, <laughs> our open floor plan living room, which I could not <laughs> avoid the TV when my mom was watching it. So that's how I got it. Just like how I be catching. Um, the have and the have nots are open <laughs> again open floor plan when i'm going to the kitchen okay, have and the have nots i can't do that that's too far i miss it oh so. my goodness okay y'all but we'll talk about that next week and we will see y'all negroes and negrets <laughs> next week <laughs> next week bye bye